Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Real Lives Untold podcast with myself, Trina O'Connor. And myself, Sarah O'Connor. We are focusing on all things crime and human interest. We're creating a space for people to tell their stories, the raw, unedited version. Today, Trina and I speak with Janet O'Brien, whose son Luke died following a one-punch assault in Tala after Halloween night celebrations in 2017. His killer, Jack Hall Ellis, who was a childhood friend of Luke's, punched him, in his words, in drunkenness and anger on the old Blessington Road after they left a pub. Thirteen days later, Luke, who was just 20, lost his fight for life in hospital from the injuries to his brain. Hall Ellis had downed up to ten double shots of rum that night. In 2019, the 21-year-old from Lismore Road in Crumlin pleaded guilty to the unlawful killing of Luke O'Reilly and he was jailed for five years. Before his release from prison late last year, Luke's mother Janet met her son's killer as part of the restorative justice process, something she sought out herself, it has to be stressed. She believes one-punch assaults should carry a minimum sentence and she would encourage more people to avail of the restorative justice process. Janet, thanks so much for coming in to us this afternoon. No problem, thank How you, are you for having doing? me. I'm okay. And it's I'm coming okay. up to the, the sixth anniversary it is. Of lovely Luke's death. Um, near here, actually. Quite near, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. quite near. Um, and, and I know that you spoke to Stephen Breen in The Sun and, and you really want to raise awareness in relation to restorative justice because not everybody really knows that it's out there, that it's available to them when uh, their families have been victims of crime or they've been impacted by crime in any way. So we might just go right back to, to that uh, night on Halloween in in 2017. Um, If you can tell us maybe a little bit about Luke and um, what he was like, first of all. Well, I automatically break into a smile when somebody asks me to describe Luke. Uh, Typical Irish mammy. Oh, my boy. Uh, Gorgeous, tall, affectionate. So family-orientated. Little devil at school. I feel like I went to school with Luke. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Luke was um, a real father figure in our house. He was so protective over his siblings, uh, his cousins. He was really um, just so family orientated, always calling up to Nanny and Papa for cups of tea and chats. Um, and he never lost that. Uh yeah, he was, was just... Was he the eldest? He was the eldest. So he was firstborn. my firstborn, a pride and joy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was just 
a great old kid. Like, I mean, he did have difficulties as in he did suffer depression and stuff. Mm. Um, but for the first time, he was after coming through a really good year. He was gone back to college, which I actually could not believe, um, you know, with his record in school. I couldn't believe Lucas opted himself yeah. to go back to college. And what was he studying, Janet? He was studying accountancy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was just, I couldn't have been happier for him, like, to see somebody who was in real turmoil an awful lot of the time. But that made Luke all the more empathetic, I think, of a person mm-hmm. to everybody else because he always wanted to have people smile and um and I can tell you, like, the person you would probably see coming in would be bright eyed, big smile. You'd probably get a hug. <laughs> um, yeah. And and that was Luke. And when we've, heard, we've heard so many stories. And, and what often strikes me is that uh, the victims, the people who die, were often in a very good place. You know, yeah. in, in their lives, and that's that can be even can make it even more difficult, I suppose. Tragic, just yeah. tragic, yeah. yeah, horrendous to think. You know, it's just a constant. Um, I can only kind of describe it as as my these constant milestones that are coming. Um, you know, his friends are so good and keep in touch, um, which I love, and it's great. But it's like living two lives because everything is you're so happy to see them. Um, they introduce me to their kids now. They keep in touch with Ali and Sean. Um, but everything is like my grand. I'm not going to have my grandkids. I'm not going to have my Luke around visiting me with his kids and having his wedding day and just there's it's just so, so many yeah, things it, that you miss it's a real miss. loss isn't it yeah. Sarah, of, of what could have been and you know yeah. we've had other guests here before who tragically lost their children and they say that about their friends mm. Irish kids just seem to be wonderful they they come Amazing. back and they stay with the families and I think that gives comfort but also shows you the loss even more yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? it's what very could have been? Of course. Um, double so I keep trying to because you continue find to see them. better yeah. words to yeah. describe everyday life is like trying to go up on both sides of the road yeah yeah, yeah no that makes sense yeah that makes yeah. sense it really does and can you take us back then to it was it was Halloween night 2017 was, when the when the attack happened that's right. I was in work. Um, Luke was off. He was at home that day. It was midterm. Uh, we were in touch through the day, you know, just text message, keep in touch. Um, I had arranged to bring Ali to the pictures and he decided to join us. So I picked Ali up and we all met at Dundrum. Um, we went to the pictures and we went to Eddie Rockets afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, you know, he's he was kind of, uh, you know, full. He was slouching in the back of the car on the way home. And I was thinking, grand, now he's nice and tired. He's going to go up and lie in the bed. It's and a real go out. Thing, yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> Halloween night. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's yeah. always been something. It's, it's unpredictable, yeah. isn't it? Really it? Is. So yeah. unpredictable, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, of course, the phone kept pinging, you know, people wanting him to go out. He was really popular. 
um, we got home and he went off upstairs. So I was kind of, you know, pottering around and he came back down. He was like, I'm going to head out, ma'am. I was like, shite. Yeah. And That's okay. <laughs> I think we'd all think the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he came back down. I was trying to say to him, look, you have an assignment due. Would you not send mm-hmm. in? But he was grinning away at me and I knew my battle was lost. Yeah. Like, you know, and uh, he gave us a hug and he said goodbye to everybody and went out of the house. And that was... The next time Luke came home, he was in a coffin. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So that was the last I spoke to Luke. Jesus. Like, and Janet, so many parents across the country, when their children go out of a Saturday night or an occasion like Halloween, never expect to get the news that you got. And and in the circumstances that you got, are you okay to tell us what happened? Like... What 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 was the news that you got and how did you get that news? So we went, uh, obviously Luke was 20. Um, you were kind of past that stage of sitting up waiting yeah. and I had gone on to bed um, and I got a phone call three o'clock in the morning from Store Street Garda Station. Oh my God. Um, it was to tell me Luke had been attacked, that the ambulance was with him and they were taking him to Tala Hospital. Um, I obviously got up and got ready, but really not thinking. Yeah, you know anything. You know, he's in a fight. God, um, just needed to get there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually got there before him. I was wow. at the doors, and he was just. I could see the door. The ambulance was open. Um. Um. There was a good few of Luke's friends at the doors of the hospital and just inside and. They were able to tell me straight away what and who had happened. Right. Um, it's amazing. I don't know whether it's a survival thing, or, but I was then met by two doctors in the corridor just as you come in the door. But I still wasn't registering that this was... Happening to they you. were like... Yeah. yeah. Well, not even that, Sarah. It was more... It wasn't registering the seriousness yeah. of yeah. doctors meeting you in the corridor yeah, okay, and yeah. rather than yeah, having to go yeah, in and yeah. um and we sat, you know, for hours. Um and it was, you know, they'll come over and say, We're just going to do this X ray or we're just going to do this scan and it was just bad news after bad news. Um and again something I didn't register, they were like, can we come down to this room now and we'll talk to you. <sighs> Again, it wasn't registering. Yeah. Um, and I remember in the room and one of Luke's best pals, his mum, Kim, had stayed with me the whole time. Mm-hmm. And and she was the one asking questions. And I I just wanted needed to concentrate on what that lady was telling me so as I can be there for Luke yeah. to get better. Yes. Um I couldn't fall apart. And I knew they thought I wasn't registering. They kept asking me, did I understand what they were telling me? Mm -hmm. But I just kept saying, yeah, I am listening intently and I need to know what you're saying so as I can go. And I don't know what I thought I would do. You were in shock. You were in shock. Yeah. Yeah. And, And what was the extent of Luke's injuries at that time? At that time, we knew he had a massive brain bleed. 
and that he was going to have to be moved to Beaumont. Oh, yeah. That was probably around, I'm going to say, kind of five or six in the morning. But they had to wait to stabilise him. Of course. Just yeah. even for, like I was thinking, oh, I'll be in the ambulance with him. Yeah. But no. Oh. Um, I can imagine you're, obviously you were thinking about how Luke was doing, but were you were you at that stage talking to people about what had happened to him? No. No. We knew initially it was, you know, that Jack had hit him and he went down. And so that was that was the story. That yeah. was so it was one punch. It was one punch mm. from behind outside. Uh, they came out. They were all walking home. They were Luke walking and Mark home. were walking home um, and Jack came from behind. So Luke didn't. Had no. they had a row? Um, why did he punch? I think he was speaking to his girlfriend talking or texting the girlfriend um, and he wasn't Jack wasn't happy so Luke was, was had been talking to Jack's girlfriend yeah. or so he thought so yeah. he believed yeah. and that was it I think that was the case and he had yeah. consumed up to was it 10 shot double shots or something like that 10 double shots yeah. rum yeah, yeah. Not, not that alcohol's any excuse no. for somebody to commit a violent act like that but that that is something that was the circumstances. Was Luke drinking as yeah, well? Yeah, Luke would yeah. have been drinking mm. as well. Not that alcohol um, is any excuse No, absolutely. For this. Yeah. Um, but it was but yeah, something that had had they mentioned drinks, during yeah. the during the case, yeah. and and he, it was his defence, wasn't it? Really? That's right. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you. Could, I keep thinking you could veer off into so many stories yeah, because you kind of say, why would somebody serve that amount of alcohol? Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then cheap drinks in these kind of student yeah, pubs. Yeah, and yeah. and it's the tragedy of one punch, the way mm. Luke fell. Like, so, like probably, we've probably all got a punch at some stage, but it's the circumstances of how he fell and how he injured himself. So it's all... And the force. Yeah. You know, it's very important. Yeah. The force that was applied. And I know that's that sounds clinical, but it's mm. it, but yeah. that's, that's what I we're talking had, about here. Mm. I have had actually a, a grown woman saying to me one time that, um, oh, well, it wasn't the punch that killed him. Oh, oh and you know, I people can said, well, mm-hmm. if he didn't get the punch, he wouldn't have hit That's the ground. Right. Yeah. 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 So to my mind, yeah. it was the punch that killed yeah, him. Absolutely. absolutely. I and, mean, and the courts found that. And as well. the courts found mm. that. But I, I mean, having said all that, I don't believe that that the outcome was never Jack's intention. intention I would no. imagine. No. I mean, I know. I, yeah. I shouldn't even say imagine. I know that was never Jack's intention. Yeah. Mm. But my thing is like. That unfortunately that was the outcome, outcome. and yeah. consequences. And there's no consequences. Yeah. two yeah. ways about it. And, and, and two young lives were ruined in this instance. One, your your baby Luke lost his life. Yeah, and Jack's life is forever scarred by this. Scarred, yeah. And were they mm. in the same circle? They had known each other for years, but they weren't the best of friends. Or they, I like wouldn't that. have described them in later years as the best of pals, but yeah, still in that circle, yeah. there was never any falling out or anything yeah. um, like that. But they just like Luke's close pals would have been like Adam, Mark, James. They and Jack wasn't in that close yeah. circle anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But, there um, but there were associates and like that. You know, there's a certain age that yeah. everybody's in yeah. the one pub and that kind of the thing. The horror of that for you, Janet, though, knowing that it was a friend of Luke's who did this to him. How did you come to terms with that? 
that didn't come into it. I don't think because even when we were moved to Bowmount and like we had the police that evening, I couldn't understand why the police were there. We had mm. two detectives. Mm. And I was like, I didn't make a call to the police. I mm. didn't, I genuinely wasn't registering because I didn't at care an accident, who. Looking at it as an accident, um, and I didn't care who. You had were done only it. focused on Luke. I was just yeah. focused on Luke, and we needed to get him better. Um, yeah. And so, what? I, so I'm sorry, I, I I distracted or went off the subject there in terms of what was happening in the hospital. What? How many days did he remain in hospital? So we went, I got in touch before we left Tala, I got in touch with my two sisters to ask them to meet me at Bowmount Hospital mm-hmm. um, because I wasn't allowed to travel with Luke. Kim was going to bring me um, and I went, you know, obviously needed somebody to be on the other end. My sisters were there. I went to meet my sisters. My sisters didn't recognise me oh my seven God. hours later. They actually, like, we only spoke about this months after because... How physically you had changed. I had, I can. they said they just, it took them a while to register that it was me walking towards them. Oh, my God. Then we couldn't find Luke. Then when we did, it was like again into a room. Mm -hmm. Um, It was immediate, like... Sorry, the panic of running around trying to find him, first of all. Then we did find him and they were already talking about, no, we need to get him straight into surgery. Um, And again, only for Kim, she was brilliant. It was like I didn't have a voice. I was so concentrating on listening to everything. I thought that was my thing. I thought that's what I need to do. Um, and it was Kim who had said, OK, but his mum needs to give him a kiss before he goes into surgery. She's an amazing friend. She was amazing. Mm. Um, and we were going like that around the corridors. They were saying there isn't the time. And as we were coming up, we actually seen Luke being wheeled and she ran and stopped them. And we were all able to. Give Luke, but it's things like that, the mm. things that you can look back on. It's amazing what you're grateful Get for. Get some comfort yeah. in yeah. those moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh my goodness. Moments. Absolutely. It's just, it's just so tragic, um, the whole circumstances. And, and along did he... There was always a bit of hope. Yeah, um, yeah. So after that surge, we didn't see him till seven o'clock that evening. Yeah. Um, and... The sight that you see going into an ICU ward and, you know, the angle yeah. he was at, the things that were on him. he Something coming out of his head, he, something coming out of his mouth. He was like, it was just shocking. But again, there was always a bit of hope. Oh, they yeah. were saying, we'll watch, yeah. we'll see. And they're amazing in the, oh, in the head trauma absolutely. unit. Oh my they're God. so caring, aren't they, Janet? They are absolute yeah. angels. angels. Mm, yeah. They really are. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, and we try and do something every year now for in the Luke's foundation honor, yeah. in Luke's honour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 13, 13 days on 13. the oh following Sunday. The first Sunday, so we were there the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, I was dealing with detectives then at my door with a bag of clothes. 
Oh, oh my no. goodness. And it must be so difficult for them also. Also, yeah. Because they have to do of that course, work, you know, of course. in a timely fashion. Um, but again, so alien to God, me. I God. was, and we were in the sitting room, they were showing me these clothes. I had to identify that they were Luke's and upstairs we could hear banging and I was like, oh, Ali is getting Luke's bedroom clean for him. Oh, she was changing his, his sweetheart. Duvet his and sister. His, yeah, yeah, she was only in first year. Oh. Well, he was only 12. In first year in school. Oh, my God. So she was up getting the room ready. And um, and during them 14 days, Janet, like, was there much improvement at times? Were you, how, how was he doing? There was, no, there, I wouldn't say there was much improvement, but there was no further disintegration yeah yeah so you were hopeful oh very hopeful. all that time very hopeful yeah. well, he was a strong fit 20 year old man yeah you 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 said goodbye to him that night mm-hmm. you went out and and at that age you would, you would expect yeah. yeah and hope yeah. um there was one really hopeful day i think it was actually the friday or the saturday um where he was they had tried to wean him off yeah. uh the stuff a bit and he was responding to, wow. you know, move your foot on your... So this was really, yes. really amazing news. Yeah. Um, and on the Saturday, we left him and we were, you know, say, tell him to be good and yeah. no messing now tonight. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back in the morning. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just... um, and when I rang, I rang every morning around seven to see how his night was. Yeah. And the lady had said to me... Um, I couldn't write something about his pupils. Oh, the dilation, um, yeah. And she said, I said, are you, will I come in? And yeah. she said, well, I'm not telling you to come in, but I'm not telling you not to. Yeah. So obviously got ready, went in. Yeah. And yeah, again, another room to be brought into. Yeah, when they bring you off into the family room, it's kind of, you know, it, it, it's news, isn't it? Yeah, you but know? again, I wasn't... Yeah, I was like, quick, go in here and listen. What are they yeah. going to tell us? Yeah, and like, let me get it, to my baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, and what did they tell you when you? And they were talking, and it was Gary that was saying, "Are you telling us to tell the family?" And I was, I do remember saying, "But are you going to do another operation now?" And I actually kind of felt a bit sorry for them because they were looking at me and they were kind of saying there's nothing more. Oh, my goodness. Um, and who's Gary, Janet? Gary would be my my ex-husband. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he was there to support you? He was there, yeah. We yeah. were uh, a family. We were one of those blended families. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We're two stepsons, Chris and Ian, and we all lived together for years. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then they were almost apologetic then because they had to kind of ask about the organ donation then. Mm. I knew I didn't hesitate because in my mind, I instinctively knew it would be something Luke would do. But it was also for me looking around that room thinking, and I know there's whole families involved, but my heart obviously is with mothers. Yeah. So I was thinking if, one more mother doesn't have to sit here and listen to being told there's no hope to being told actually they're being brought in to be told we have 
yeah. this for your child. Um, and that's what you were thinking at the time. Right. Yeah. That was in my, yeah. Um, and then I thought, I've okay, I've done my bit. And we had another girl, um, Brenda Poole from the ODTI. And she was absolutely amazing, you know, explaining mm-hmm. what would happen from now. And they checked later on that evening to make sure that I knew. Again, yeah. I think people kept looking at me and thinking I wasn't understanding what was being told to me. Um, you're very calm, though, Janet. I think and possibly that could be what it yeah. is because your demeanour is very calm. calm yeah. And was it registering fully with you at that fully. stage? I just remember saying, "You please don't take his eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I remember years ago they used to say, the eyes are the windows to your soul. Yeah. And yeah. he had beautiful eyes, so... Oh, my um, God. Yeah. And through his donation, Janet, how many people did he have? Five. Five wow. people. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, like, I keep kind of uh, saying it's it's sh- it's shocking in a way that the day after you've come home that your son has died and you can receive a phone call mm-hmm. that you will be beaming with pride. Yeah. Um. Because I thought, well, look, I've made the decision to let those organs. So, you know, now it's, I kind of felt, well, it's up to them. We, we've done our bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh, my God, was I wrong? Because when I heard it was successful, yeah, I thought my heart would burst. Oh, my goodness. It was, um, it was amazing. There was three lives at that time. Um. There was a 40-year-old lady who I heard from. There was, a, an, a, I think, a middle-aged man as well. And then there was a little boy. He was seven. Um, bless him, he'd been in and out of hospital all his life. And he sent me a music box oh because God, he knew I'd be sad at Christmas. Yeah. So if, we had, if I had music. Um, and then only... I'm going to say about a year and a half ago, two years, there was another two lives, mm-hmm. wow. which that was a really unexpected phone call. Because it was so long after. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, apparently it's realize. five years. Yeah. Um, Lovely and that was a little 10 week well. old baby, oh 10 week God. old or 10 day old. Was it the valve of uh, the, yeah. his heart valve? It's not unbelievable. And the same for a young adolescent guy, I think, wow. with heart valves as well. Wow. And again, I'm like the mammies, imagine. Yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it says so much about you as well, how giving you are and how compassionate, you know. Yeah. Um, in the circumstances. Well, again, it would be, I know Luke would have given anything for yeah. anyone. So. Sounds like he, he was never had that guy. conversation, obviously, because he was so young. Yeah. Sounds like he had a lot of you in him. You don't mind me saying, yeah, because you're so compassionate. I mean, like in, to think so. in in the circumstances that you were in, that you could think about other people, I just I just think your strength is yeah, and, and your generosity. It's almost ethereal, yeah. oh, you know, otherworldly. I I, I don't mm. know mm. how you did it. It's unimaginable. But can we can we go to the perpetrator, uh, Jack Hall Ellis, and he was arrested afterwards. Or actually, I think he, he may have handed himself into the guards. He handed himself in on the Sunday. I imagine, you know, news had filtered out that Luke wasn't going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he handed himself in at that point. 
up to that, I hadn't heard anything from Jack. Yeah. Um, in later, you know, after, um, I found out that he had been inquiring how Luke was, and um, I suppose that came from myself um, wanting to meet Jack before yeah. he left prison. Yeah. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So just before we go there, so he, the, it went obviously forward for trial at the Circuit Criminal Court yeah. and he pleaded guilty to the unlawful killing of Luke and that was accepted. That's right. And yeah. he was sentenced to, he got five years jail. That's right. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about that? him getting five years and you'd lost your baby again it's very hard to explain properly I still didn't care nothing was going to bring Luke back mm. um, and initially we had been told that it would probably be a year or two that's all you would get that, that, that's what you that thought what, yeah we were kind of being you know prepared yeah. for that um, in fairness we had terrific family liaison um people looking after us from Talagar just station um I remember David Morris in particular being really helpful yeah. yeah um so we knew what to expect each time going to court which was a lot of times um there's there's just so much to say on on that on the court process on the court process mm. is did shocking. you feel removed from the whole situation a lot of victims uh, mm. families of victims say that you know it's it's all about the accused that the, yeah, the, the families of victims and victims I remember walking into this place um, and it's amazing where your mind takes you I'm going in for what I was going in for even before Luke's mm-hmm. I hate saying funeral but 
like we were in court before that day. Oh Jesus. my god! Um, now again, it was by choice, but again, it was it was to do with my son. So yeah. I just felt I had to be there. Yeah. Um, we were coming through this. I mean, I'm no architect, but I was like, oh, my God, this building is amazing. And oh, my God, we have to go through security. And we were going in and we were looking all around us and thinking, oh, my God. And then the carry on in the court. Yeah. Like, really please. Bad, it, I'm sitting and my family who were with me all the time. And all of your first kind of exposure to courts, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm listening to who took something from pennies and who and yeah. I'm like my son's life is gone am I yeah. really okay. in the thick of this yeah. and for I mean at one time I think it might have been our fourth visit the judge had given out to the DPP for you can't keep bringing this young man in and out of court yeah and we're sitting in a line as a family yeah and that first time you went to court, you said it was it was before Luke's funeral. Yeah. So he had just had he just passed away at that point then? That would have been um I'm gonna it was the it was probably the Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Like Luke only came home on the Thursday and oh then my. his his day was on the Saturday. Right. Was that the first time you'd seen Jack um since the instant when you went to court or did you see him before you went to court? No, that was the first time I seen him. How did that feel, Johnny? Uh, I didn't want to look. I wasn't there to look at Jack or Mm to... I didn't feel anything, you know... Were you angry with him? No, I've never... Like, thankfully, I've never been eaten up by anger. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Heartbreak. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And that supersedes anything, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like you, you don't have any other emotion. No. Heartbreak is of its own. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It really just takes Absolutely. over. Mm. And so, so it went eventually, as I said, he went it went to the, the court case and he was sentenced. Yeah. Um and we didn't talk about the day that Luke passed away, which was thirteen days after the assault, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was after you had the conversation about the organ donation. Um how how was that? Were, were all of the family, I'd imagine, were around. And oh, lots of family, lots of friends. There was a policeman at the end of the ward to mm-hmm. note who was coming in and out. Aye. That was odd. Yeah. yeah. There was also an absolute angel of a nurse who pulled me aside and said, I know you're being really good and letting everybody see Luke, but he's your baby boy. Do you want to get into bed with him? Oh, my God. And I was like, I didn't even think I was like, is that an option? Oh, my God. And they were like, yeah, we can do that. Um, So they hooshed him over. Because obviously they had to keep him okay for his to be able to do the organ donation. And I got into bed with Luke. And he was warm and his heart was beating and I had my arm around him and I fell asleep with him. And it was just, oh, it was gorgeous. And I mean, I can't thank that girl enough for that suggestion. Yeah, Yeah. they they, Um, they really are special. uh, Like uh, I've had uh, relatives in Bowmouth and and they really are very special They're outstanding. Yeah. The things they think of, like I came away with 
um, these cute little black envelopes of locks of hair, a handprints. Yeah. They're just it's so out amazing of this world. to have that, isn't it? Oh my god, like yeah. Because when that person's gone, that's you know, yeah. that's it. Um, those opportunities yeah. are and gone. And what about for Luke's brothers and sisters? Um, he has one sister and one brother, yeah. One sister, one brother, and, I and then two stepsons. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so step brothers. Did they get to spend some time with him as well? How how was the experience for them? I mean, how shocking! Like, I mean, so young. Yeah. heartbreaking again mm. is kind of the only yeah. word Ali didn't see him oh she was young though she was, was 12 that would stay with her wouldn't obviously it? Yeah. at the end we did ask her did you want to yeah. um I probably pushed a little bit on the side not to yeah at 12 I can understand that do you know yeah um and I'm to this day I'm glad mm-hmm. she didn't mm-hmm. um that's not to say like I do have a photograph, so maybe one day she might. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was just all surreal. I imagine after this, you—I know you're a protective mammy anyway, because mm-hmm. you're an Irish mammy. But you must have been super protective of the other children. Like you know, I imagine there would be irrational fears every time they go out now for you absolutely but i you know consciously try be oh yeah you know yeah. you go off inside your rattling though. absolutely that's exactly it <laughs> yeah um that makes and sense. this constant um forced kind of yeah happy to see the thing that out. i'm trying to yeah. be yeah. is that's exhausting exhausting and, yeah. and with the fundraising you do every year, do they help out with that for you? We Luke? do it once. Come, they drop in and out at different <laughs> yeah, times depending yeah. on who's doing what. Yeah. But um, yeah, we do. So we usually do like the mini marathon for Bowmount. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really important to. I'll never forget them. Yeah, oh, I can never. Imagine. And I, something else you did. Um, sorry, Sarah. Do you mind? Um, oh no. So, something else you did that I think is. Uh, probably just exceptional is that you reached out to the Department of Justice to see if you could do a restorative justice process with Jack. Yeah. Um, do you mind telling us about that, how that came about and um, um, and what happened in that process for you? Absolutely. Again, it was a case of watching too many movies because <laughs> I looked up, you know, the prison oh, yeah. um, and rang and I was like, yeah, hi, is, can I have a visiting order for... Jack Hall Ellis and they were you know obviously got chatting I I got this guy used to contact me whenever Jack was getting out for uh, day release day release and stuff so um, yeah he was you know it doesn't really work like that Janet you'll have to get in touch with probation and we'll do this and then all of a sudden there was a name on it so what I was looking for was restorative justice. And just can we just can I just interject here again? You were not informed that this was, this process was available yeah. to you. And but especially in the case where Jack Hall Ellis had had, you know, expressed remorse, had pleaded guilty, even though this was a case of a, a very, very serious crime, that this could have fitted under that umbrella of restorative justice. And you weren't afforded that uh, yeah, you know no, that process. No, no, yeah, but that you yeah. instinctually yeah. 
knew this was what you needed and yeah. it's very similar yeah. to Alva Griffith Absolutely. who we've had on before mm. she said it was her she said to her sister I need to meet him I, I have questions yeah. I know I need answers yeah mm. and, and was it's it very similar for you strong kind of there's been a few things since Luke passed that I've wanted to do and that was like to meet Jack's mom to meet the ambulance wow. people to thank them to and this was my next thing um, and you met Jack's mom as well I met Jack's mum early on because I was doing a few interviews and I didn't want her or Jack or their family to mm-hmm. think that I was, you know, doing anything for the to upset them. Yeah. My Jeez, thing was how, for not to be. Unbelievable. My thing was to let other young people coming up. Yeah. Know the road how dangerous. to know how dangerous one punch can be yeah. and to not ruin their life yeah. and another family's. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you know, so um, and I felt I really needed to sit across from Jack and know that he was remorseful and that he. When he came out, he was going to live a different life because he had already had kind of some history of violence. And I thought if he comes out and does anything else, that mm-hmm. would be unbearable. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And that would also be two lives. Yeah. That were ruined. Whereas he has a chance you to make something of his, his life. And you wanted to meet him in, in the prison. You didn't want to meet him when he got outside. You yeah, wanted I to needed to do that before. He to prevent out. anything from happening yeah. on the outside. And yeah. make sure that he was worthy of release. Yeah. And to explain to him from. Like what we've talked about there. You know, those horrific first weeks and months. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted him to see. I brought a. A photograph of Luke in hospital to show him what we were left. And what he had done. Looking at. And how how was he when he saw the photo? I do believe he was very remorseful. I do. He was very respectful. The Mm -hmm. whole meeting was quite respectful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did believe him when he was saying, he said every morning, you know, he thinks every single day of what he's done. Yeah. yeah, I, I definitely, I can't say I came away with, I know Alva had kind of felt a real empowerment from it. Yeah. I suppose for me, it didn't really give any um, great feeling, except for the fact that I was so glad I did it. Okay, yeah, because yeah, your loss can't be replaced but for Alva it was her power that she lost yeah and, and she, she was took able her power to gain back, back. Yeah. and yeah. she had so many questions that yeah yeah, yeah it was yeah. a different kind completely of loss, different yeah. Yeah. yeah and so you felt as you say it wasn't transformative for you but it certainly helped you in your grieving process without a doubt I mean I had no yeah, I, I I was just so, so pleased I had gone through with it. I was also so, so pleased that I had the help. I mean, I thought when I made that first phone call to ask about this meeting, I thought I had it all sussed in my head <laughs> yes. that I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Um, And the lady that met with me, it was probably once a month for about six months. Yeah, to prepare and they you, yeah. meet with Jack as well. Yeah. Um, 
the things I wouldn't have thought of, like the detail that they thought of, even mm. to the position of where I was going to yeah. sit, mm-hmm. where did I want to be? And in who the... was going to come in first and who was so going yeah, to expert. So yeah. really helped yeah, like to guide the, you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, 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 right result. the best yeah. out of it. The restorative justice process is so important in the preparation of it mm. because they'll ask you how are you going to feel if he says this if he says that yeah. and they give you time to digest yeah. and to prepare you you know you're never going to be able to you know mitigate for every circumstance but it's it's that piece that's the healing that, yeah. that talking therapy that's the healing it's kind and, of and another you, thing i suppose yeah. that you can say right i've done i feel like everything i'm doing is for luke as yeah. well so it's kind of like another little thing is metaphorically the proper word yeah. to say that you would kind of say, right, that's that done now. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. it's yeah. there. There are yeah. steps. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And would you recommend the process to other victims of crime? I definitely think if it's something you're thinking about, absolutely to go investigate, investigate mm-hmm. it and go through. It's because even on, on the day I turned up for the meeting, like I still had Anya saying, are you sure you want to do yeah. this? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there was never a time that you couldn't yeah. pull out like. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, the the advice she had was certainly invaluable. I think if I had been left to my own devices, yeah, I would have probably come away from the meeting going, God, I never asked that. And I should have said and this and, and I should have the option again. Whereas I had none of that. I was yeah. able to walk out of that room knowing that I had said exactly and, what I came and to asked. say. It's and very person centred. And yeah. and what happened there after then? Where where is Jack now? Is Jack Jack is out. He, when when was he released? He was released just before Christmas. Okay. So you met him just a few months before that? Just a few months yeah. before. Yeah. So yeah. He has his own daughter now. Okay. Um and yeah, I think he needed as well as me showing him Luke I think to be in such close proximity with somebody and see their visible Heartbreak. upset. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. then the fact of obviously now he, being a parent as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, it was probably more likely to hit home. Yeah, to resonate. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of then the impact, obviously the impact is unimaginable on, on a family. And I think people think that once justice is seen to be done which in this case mm. you know on the outside looking in that's what people would think the impact just goes on and on and the trauma oh, continues yeah. and those steps of of the grieving process continue and you go through them but for you 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 unfortunately got cancer yeah. the following year that's right luke went in the november um i was diagnosed with breast cancer in the september yeah um so even some of the times I would have been going in and out of court, I was could have been coming from chemo Jeez. or from radiation. Um, but, you know, in certain ways that was coming up to Luke's first anniversary. And all of a sudden I had these 
dates and appointments mm -hmm. to kind of it's like a distraction sometimes absolutely isn't yeah. It? yeah yeah absolutely. it is Johnny. yeah there was not certainly that you, no not fear that, around no, it no but not that you no would fear want. around it isn't that yeah. it? I, I, I can know. just imagine that you yeah. didn't have those yeah. thoughts that other people might have when yeah. they find out they've, they've cancer and it happens you know a lot of people that suffer trauma when my dad died yeah my stepmother got breast cancer within a oh few my months God, yeah and it does seem to happen it seems that to be a thing. you keep yourself together and uh, thankfully she's okay and, and, and you're okay and, I'm okay and you're doing now, really yeah. well yeah. but having to go through that and I mean cancer is such a tough journey and it's a very personal journey yeah isn't it no yeah. matter who you have around you it really is I mean is it's definitely no walk in the park mm. Mm. <laughs> and so tough. what you were going through mentally your body just kind of mm gives out and says okay I, I, I can't take any yeah, more of this I've had enough <laughs> it's, it's kind of manifesting physically but now how's your health yeah no now my um what my physical health yeah is fine yeah. yeah, and apart from your sore arm, you and you've, had, arm. you've had a Mr. Bump, have yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, you're out walking the dog. God love you. Oh. Um, but again, like certain things happen I know cancer is probably a bit extreme but mm -hmm. I think certain things happen um I had been at a stage actually in work only I'm gonna say come towards the end of July at the end of uh beginning of July I started you know going to this thing we we're coming up to Luke's birthday and yeah. um I obviously I'm trying to show the others that you know, now we keep going, we go to work, we yeah. smile, we do this, but it's it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I'm a hairdresser, so uh -huh. there's constant so you're chat. To people all yeah. The time. Of, you know, and many kids of you yeah. and the many you know, yeah. Um, yeah. now my colleagues, Which could be a great distraction on one level. On one hand, an awful lot of the time you manage fine. I always consider the salon to be like a stage. Right. So you go in, you put your makeup on, you put yeah. your smile on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of time over the last few years that I would have to dip in and out. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that would be exhausting. Absolutely. Yeah. I have the great understanding of um, who I work with as well. The girls I'm with, I have been with for years and years. Mm -hmm. Um. And so as well as being my boss, a really good friend. Yeah. But I mean, I literally like six years on, I feel it's worse than ever. Yeah. Um, how, how this so? year I was saying to my to my boss friend uh, that it was coming up to Luke's birthday again. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I was literally finding myself um, talking myself through literally. I'm going to put on the kettle now, make a cup of mm. tea and that'll be OK. Mm. And I literally... Yeah talk myself through every minute yeah um and I suppose I've nobody to to I was trying to figure out do I just keep pushing or do I step out and yeah. kind of take a breather again for a couple of weeks um and next of all I fell and you know, all of a sudden it's you like, oh, you to. need to have six weeks yeah. Yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now I find myself doing things like this and being, it's all about Luke. Yeah. Um, and do you find that has helped? Is it cathartic for you? Definitely. It's what you needed, definitely. maybe. I think, again, it's it's more around, there's nothing that can be done. Like, my heartache is here to stay. Mm -hmm. That's not going anywhere. But... 
if we can just get across to people like every day I seem to hear about attacks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they want to put more money into guards. They want to. And I mean, with the best will in the world, there could be a guard on every corner. Yeah. But who can stop a stabbing or a punch? Yeah. Do you know there needs to be a bigger deterrent so people aren't as quick and that's your to message, throw their fist? It? Yeah. Yeah. That's your message. You you want to see a, a kind of a, a a longer sentence imposed yeah. for one yeah. punch, one punch. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't about demonising Jack. No. It's about, as I said, everybody else coming around. That yeah. you know, just even if it stops one person from throwing that punch without yeah. thinking to yeah. just please think before yeah. you raise your fist or I know knives are a big thing as well and there's so is this is it is it a case for maybe a meeting with the Minister for Justice about this and maybe talk to people who have been through what you've been through um, I would be very interested in trying to to highlight it more um mm-hmm. I know a couple of years ago there was kind of a use your brain not your fist yeah. right, campaign yeah. um it did seem to dwindle away it's funny how, you know, there's certain things you could put up on Facebook and it'll be shared and yeah. followed. Then you kind of, if you want to put up something serious, though, yeah, people kind of pull Shy away. away from it. Yeah. 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 It's too painful for a lot of yeah. people to even imagine what you've been And uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. They don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And they don't know yeah. how to interact with you yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but we can't ignore the fact that violence is escalating around the world oh just, my god yeah. not just in ireland and that's where the funding actually we do need to do something as an early intervention piece with young people yeah to um somebody like you as an advocate to that you know somebody who's who's lived through the result of violence i mm. mean it would be hopefully really if anyone's listening in government departments they need to get people like yourself and Alva there yeah. talking about restorative justice and in fairness the the minister she's fairly receptive yeah. to meeting people like you yeah. so maybe we'll we'll try and get that a call be, in yeah. and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i'd be really interested or maybe yeah. even schools you know yes. that the kids who are just starting to kind of go yeah. out and have yeah. their few drinks and yeah and it's dealing with whatever they're going through that pent-up aggression that yeah. comes out that's exactly with, what it which is, is yeah. drink fueled drug fueled uh, and and then the manifestation is you know devastating absolutely yeah. absolutely for them and mm-hmm. i mean it's like me talking about jack today and i know i've said this already it's really not but this story, unfortunately for him, even though he's some people might say, oh, well, look, he's done his time now and um, he can get on. He, you know, he should be allowed to get on with his life. Absolutely. And yes, he should. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, this story is my story, too. Yeah. So it is going to follow him yeah. around as well. Yeah. And we don't want more young people making silly, stupid decisions. Um, that can impact our lives. Absolutely. And, and I think by telling your story, Janet, you you, you are going to make a difference in yeah, some really people's so. lives. And, you know, you've been in, in the newspapers, you've been on radio programs, so it's really gaining momentum and this yeah. is a really important time for you. And most importantly, it is your story. Yeah. yeah. And Luke's story, you and know. Luke's, yeah. yeah. Like your bravery is phenomenal. Thanks for coming on and speaking to us today. Thank you, girls. Thanks, Janet. Thank you. You can contact us on social media at Real Lives Untold. Our email address is reallivesuntold at gmail.com and don't forget to subscribe to hear this season's episodes every Wednesday 
You can listen on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.